Hey everyone, I'm Miss Shaz Jones, the host of Bible Hacks, and we've got a bit of a different episode today. We're going to be looking at the ABCs of podcasting because I've recently learned I've been doing just about everything wrong. <laughs> so I'm joined by an expert today, a genuine expert, and I'm going to let her introduce herself so that I can get some tips on how to introduce a guest properly. So welcome, Sian. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. Uh, I don't know about introducing myself properly. My name is Sian Gard. Um, I met Sharon quite a few years ago when I was working at the Australian Broadcasting Corporation in Perth, Western Australia. And um, I have been working in radio and broadcasting since the year 2000. So I feel like I've been doing it forever. So I've worked as a radio host. Uh, I've worked as a radio producer and executive producer and more recently, over the last few years, um, I've worked as a chief of staff, which means that I manage a bureau of radio journalists and broadcasters and help them produce the best content that they can for the different platforms that we service these days, which is radio, TV, news, digital, online and social media. So, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. I remember like 12 years ago working with you in Western Australia and I think you're in television at that time. Is that right? Yes. So I've worked in TV as well. I've worked as a researcher. Um, I've worked as a, an associate producer and producer and a field producer. So I've done lots of different things over the years and it's all about literally learning how to tell a story in different ways. So I like to think of myself as a storyteller more so than a anything else because I help people tell their stories and that's what I love to do. Wonderful. And I saw, I think you're in Tunisia for the BBC yes. in Africa or something. What yes. was that all about? <laughs> uh, well, the BBC has BBC Media Action, which is part of the BBC and part of empowerment and democracy is about having um, a supported media industry that basically um, goes into different countries, um, developing countries around the world and giving locals the key capabilities to tell their own stories. So it's no good me going into a different country, parachuting in unless I'm a foreign correspondent and just doing all the stories for my local audience back in Australia it's much more sustainable and part of ongoing development to have people that are empowered to tell their own stories in their own voice. So BBC Media Action um, in Tunisia has a program that brings in young people from Libya and also from other parts of Africa to learn how to be better journalists and broadcasters so that when they go back to their home countries, say in Libya, and they're working for different outlets they've got the skills that they need to tell the stories um, that are for their local audience. So I was asked to go over and teach um, around documentary making and it was really fun and it was really difficult because uh, in my class I had students that spoke only Arabic, only French or a range of different languages or maybe even a bit of Italian. So um, we had my poor interpreter by the end of the day, I think they were very tired because <laughs> they were translating my English into, you know, sometimes three or four different languages, but it was amazing. And I'm still in contact with um, some of the young people that I helped teach while I was there all those years ago. And they're doing amazing things in their own countries. 
That's great. So I think my audience will be starting to understand that you are a genuine expert and that like not just nationally in Australia, but having international influence. Now, speaking of stories, you're the first <laughs> guest who has asked me to bring a doona. <laughs> Why did you ask me to bring a doona? Well, talking about the... Um... Talking about audio and podcasting, one of the first things that you've got to keep in mind when you're setting out to do podcasting is to have good quality audio. And if you're if you've got oodles of money, you can set yourself up or hire out a studio when you start podcasting. But the truth of the matter is, is that most people can't afford that. And you know, you shouldn't have to outlay hundreds and thousands of dollars just to get a podcast up and running. Um, bringing a doona is about when you're recording, say at home, being really mindful of how sound travels in your home. Right. So first off, uh, get some good advice on the type of microphone to use. A lot of people use or end up buying microphones, which aren't so great sometimes. Okay. So do your research on picking the right microphone. If you're going to record at home, um, be mindful of things like floor tiles. They're very bouncy and reflective of sound. And also things like windows. They can, uh, you know, sound, we project our voices. And if you're around a lot of windows, it's actually going to bounce back the audio. And sometimes you get a horrible reverb. So the best way to reduce that if you're in a house where there's, you know, wooden floors or tiled floors and you've got lots of brick and concrete around, the best way to reduce that is literally by sticking a doona or a blanket, or I think they call it a duvet in other countries. I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, you can either put it over the windows so that it reduces the um, bounce back of the sound waves against the glass, or you can actually put it over your head and create a doona tent or a duvet tent uh, over you and your recording equipment so that it, it doesn't actually, you're not getting that bounce back from the walls. So you're reducing the bounce and the reverberation so you're getting nice clear audio because one of the things that you should be aiming for is always having at least really good audio good quality audio okay okay well I um just go check 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 on all the wrong things because I'm next to a window in a brick building I've got wooden floors so I um, oh, look my research on a microphone was a listener messaging me on LinkedIn and saying you need to get this microphone so I was like okay so I just got in the car went to Officeworks and got the microphone they told me to <laughs> so. well <laughs> what I would recommend is if you're doing if you're sitting down and doing conversations like we're having what you need is a microphone which is a directional microphone so something that's you need your guest to sit in front of or you need to sit in front of and you can talk directly into the microphone what you don't need is an omnidirectional microphone, which means it picks up the sound from everywhere. An omnidirectional mic is something that you take outside to get as much um, natural sound as possible if you're creating a soundscape. So there is a difference. You yeah. don't have to spend a lot, but you just have to be careful about the microphone that you use because you could end up with the wrong mic. Now, the other thing you told me was um, to do two fists. So, <laughs> oh, yes. So if you've got a microphone, if you if you imagine a microphone sitting in front of you, it's what we call microphone etiquette. So if you've got a microphone sitting in front of you, what you want to do is get both of your fists 
Uh, make, make both your hands, make them into a fist and then put one on the table in front of you. So you've got your thumb at the top and then place your other hand on top. So it's almost like you're building um, a towel with your fists. And then what you do is you take it to the top of the microphone that is sitting in front of you and you place it in front of you and you should be two fists away from the microphone. From and like my mouth you, or my chin or my other from chin? your mouth. So you've got to have you've got to have the fists basically in line with your mouth because if you're using the right kind of microphone, you're using a directional microphone, the sound should be going directly from your mouth into the front, into the top of the microphone. Okay. So that's why you need two fists away. And the reason why it's two fists is because if you get too close and you're a loudspeaker or someone who throws their vocal cords really loudly, um, you can pop every time you say a P, you can pop and it really is quite harsh on the ears. But if you're a quiet speaker, what you're going to have to do is still keep those two fists away, but actually push up the audio levels. So, right. yeah. So I, I'm even... amazed how many people tell me that I'm a low talker or too quiet on the podcast because I'm like, when I'm, you know, out with friends and that, everyone tells me I'm too loud, all of my family. <laughs> <laughs> my ex-husband used to say when I'm with family, I like I go up at least 10 decibels. Um, so I but think it's because I'm, I'm in listening mode. So I do get quite quiet and contemplative compared to how I normally am. So I'm trying to work on that. But you told me too about um, some software for post-production. Yeah, so there's some free software that you can find. It's called Audacity. That's the one that I've used in the past. And it's quite um, intuitive. So if you're used to editing audio, then go and have a look at Audacity. And there's lots of sort of free online programs if you look around that can help you change your audio around. And there's also um, now lots of different types of apps that you can use um, that they may cost about $21 US to buy where you can record on your phone and you can change all the different uh, settings on your phone and all that sort of stuff. So there is a lot of bits and pieces around. You don't have to spend a fortune though. That's my okay. <laughs> caveat is you do not have to spend a fortune. I mean, if you really want to, you can go back to the seventies where they used to staple egg cartons to the walls to stop the bouncing of audio. So, you know. I um, Since you had the audacity to tell me about audacity, and I realised I had no idea what I was doing. I'd just been winging it and I hadn't even stopped to sort of like do any kind of research. I went to the library and I got podcasting for dummies. Right. Their recommendation for post-production of audio is audacity. So I was like, she's on the money. <laughs> I needed to have I wanted to move on to um, blunders. Apart from being a walking example of all the things you shouldn't do, what are some of the most common blunders that you see when, because I know that you advise podcasters on how to improve their shows. So what yeah. blunders are you seeing? Well, just um, first and foremost is that people, when they decide they want to do a podcast, don't actually know why they're doing it. So podcasting especially about content is about being consistent and presenting your audience with um, interesting stories or interesting narratives over a period of time 
So first off, you've got if you if you're going to do a podcast, know the reason why you're doing it. So are you doing it for fun? Are you doing it for business? And once you know why you're doing it, then think about say if you're doing it for fun and you're doing it about cooking, just as an example. Um, think about what you're trying to get across in your cooking. Is it because you're frustrated because you can see these really fantastic tips for saving um, on food waste and that will be the main focus of your podcast? Or in terms of cooking, you love all these fantastic chefs all around the world and you want to have conversations with them about their passion for cooking and how they started in cooking? Or is it because you um, can see that there is room for, say, young people to learn how to cook because they're not learning how to cook at home. And when they leave home, they spend all their money on Uber Eats and takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> so figure out what is the story that you're trying to tell and, okay. uh, you know, first off, why and what you're trying to say to the audience. Because the thing is that people, what they don't do is then when they're doing a podcast is then once they've figured out those two things, they don't sit down and have a plan for the content that they're hoping to discuss over a period of time. And when they don't have a plan, it's a bit like if you plan to fail, you failed plan. Um, if you don't have a plan, then you're going to run, you're going to sit, sit there and think, I'll be keen beans and you do it maybe three times and then you run out of steam and ideas. Right. So that's when you start to have the inconsistency of the podcast being delivered to the audience and then you also start to have the inconsistency of quality content. So that's where um, the content that's coming through for the audience uh, doesn't hit the money. It doesn't actually give me anything as an audience member that I need to hear. And then those podcasts are usually ones that sort of die off over a period of time. Okay. So, I mean, people just think you can sit down and have a podcast and um, just talk and it all sort of falls into place. But there's also the audience that you have to consider is, you know, why is someone investing maybe seven to 20 minutes of their time of active listening, which is very different to passive listening, into the words that you have to share. Everyone is time poor. People uh, want the information that they want in short, sharp bites that are really easily digestible. And if they're tuning into your content, they're tuning in because they love your content and they want to hear your content but they need to be good content. So um, to recap is you've got to understand why you're doing the podcast first and, for, first and foremost, why, um, and also then planning out your podcast and what you want to focus on and then giving yourself a structure over a period of time. That's good. And it reminds me, um, like Jesus was obviously one of the greatest communicators of all time because we still talk about his stories like, People who've never been to Sunday school or church or whatever still know about the Good Samaritan or the Prodigal Son. So he created some good stories um, yes. that really had longevity. And you're right, they're quite short, like sound bitey um, in places so that time poor people could hear the, the short the section and keep it in their memory for lots of time. So that's really good, interesting tips. Yeah. And I mean, he was a good communicator because at the end of the day, as you say, the stories that Jesus shared are still with us today. And the thing is too, because I find that people are so overwhelmed by the amount of information that they have, you want your story to stick with them. 
So um, in the words of Valerie Geller, who is one of my favourite radio uh, people that I've learned from over the years, never be boring. Your content has to be interesting. Never, ever be boring. Be an interesting storyteller. Let your inner Oscar winner come out. That's good. Let your inner Oscar winner come out. That Come I out. That. <laughs> okay, get, so we've get, done. Get in touch audio. with your We've done mm-hmm. some blunders. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've touched on content in the blunders, but can we talk about um, content a bit more? Like Jesus was identified as the word. So part of his identity was content. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what tips can yeah, you yeah. give us for, you know, great content? Well, great content is if you're not interested in a topic, how are you supposed to talk about it? Right. That's that's first and foremost above all and everything. How are you supposed to sustain a podcast, which could be once a week for 365 days? So you could be doing that for 52 weeks. So that's 52 podcasts. You've got to be interested in that topic. Yeah. And you've got to have a curiosity about that topic. So if there's something that you're only mildly interested in, don't focus on that because you're going to get bored. Right. If you're bored, the audience is bored. And as the, the podcaster or the person behind the scenes creating the podcast, you need to be passionate about it. You need to have enthusiasm for it. You need to love the topic because you want to, you've got to spend, you know, particularly hours researching it, finding the right people to talk to. A good podcast takes time to put together and it's driven by people's passion. Mm-hmm. So keep that at top of mind. Don't do something that's going to make you yawn and fall asleep within five seconds or you think you should because that's the area of work and it's been that way for 25 years. <laughs> do something that you're interested in. If you're interested in fishing, do fishing. If you're passionate about, um, I don't know, taking doing photography, do photography. You know, don't focus yeah. on something that is it. It doesn't bring out the spark of enthusiasm in you because right. otherwise you get bored. <laughs> okay. And as as I said, Val- someone if we're enthusiastic about a topic and we've got someone who's passionate about their topic, can you give me some yep. tips for how? Like, because if I'm standing in a fish and chip shop, I can make friends with the person next to me before I walk out with my order, but it's quite shallow. Um, and by yes. the very nature of this, which is, you know, spirituality, we, we tend to go deeper. Um, and also it's about people's businesses. So they want something practical. So how do I make a connection with someone that is practical and deep in a short time? <laughs> so I think the thing is the trick to that is always having a conversation with the person offline first before you hit the record button okay. is talking to them about what I mean I'm always curious for me especially if you're talking about business is um you know where did someone get the motivation it's a bit like podcasting where did someone get the motivation to decide to start a business in that particular area okay. and it could be and the surprising um answers to that could be anything from well my grandfather used to take me down and we would go fishing on a Sunday morning type thing. And I've had responses to that when I've asked people um, off air in the radio context, um, giving me responses like that to say, this is how they started out in a business. 
or even just, um, you know, I, I asked one person when I was interviewing them about why they started their wine delivery business online. And it was because their experience was, is that they lost everything in the Black Saturday bushfires. This was years and years ago. So when someone gives you an answer like that, um, it's better to do it off air and give that time to listen to them so that you can find out what's the true motivation for what they're doing so that you can then go and structure your questions around that right. because you you can have really surface interviews and sometimes they're perfectly fine but if you want to get into more of the deep um, and spiritual side of why people do what they do you need to give them time and you need to give them space so you can listen to them and give them time to actually respond and the best way of doing that is by having a conversation without the pressure of hitting the record button and then structuring your introduction when you're opening your podcast to immediately get into the topic that you want to and opening with a meaningful question that will take them to that place Ah, so you would Mm. not work your way up to the meaningful question as a climax at the end you would open with that yeah, because you not only do you immediately engage your um, what we call in the radio industry talent mm. or your guest, um, so you immediately engage them, but also you immediately put the most interesting topic at the top of the conversation. And as Valerie Geller says, never be boring. <laughs> so you don't, you know, you want to engage the audience straight away. You don't want them to have to wait seven minutes. And as I said, people are time poor. Yeah. They don't want to wait forever. They want the nuts and bolts of the story or why they should be listening at the top. And you want to hook them into that. And this is what we do with radio is that we structure Um, We give the audience a reason to listen. So when we're introducing the person that we're about to talk to, we give them a reason to listen. And then the first question that we engage our guest with is a question where we're going to get a meaningful response. We're going to get something that's going to push the interview into places that we want it to go as the interviewer. Okay. Okay, well, that's like completely the reverse of what I have been doing. So, again, I'm a walking example of <laughs> Oh, Sharon, stop it. <laughs> this is all, like, I do this. This is my daily bread and butter. This is what yeah. I learn and this is what I do for a living. That's why it's and so this, valuable. And this Good. is what I teach. Like, this is what I teach. So, talk a you bit know. more about, so you're going to a new position at Afters, I believe. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so... So uh, the Australian Film Television Radio School is based in Sydney and it's um, been around for a very long time and I'm going there to teach radio and podcasting as their senior lecturer and I'm really excited about it because I love passing on skills to younger people Yeah, and I love, well, any age person that's actually enrolled in the course, it doesn't matter if you're young, old or whatever, um, but it's to me it's the privilege of giving back uh, I've been doing this a long time, so I've at uh, 23 years this year. So now I get to give back to young people for 12 months um, and help them find their voice and help them find the skills that they need to go off and be future broadcasters and podcasters. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I I don't know if any of our listeners have worked in a place where people aren't willing to share. I call them cuddlers. They kind of hold everything close and <laughs> won't yeah. share their information with you. Yeah. Um, uh, like even at the ABC, there were some people like that, but I remember you as always being willing to share um, your tips. So I think this position that you're going into is so you because you are very um, free with what you share. You're open and generous, but you're also obviously knowledgeable because you've had so much experience and skilled in teaching. I know a lot of people who have the first few, um, but they have no patience they have no ability to articulate what they know as it concerns the other person. So I think you're going to be brilliant at that. Oh, um, thank I you. That makes me feel very humble. Building an audience, marketing. I don't know if you've had any experience with that or yeah. um, the nuances of that. What can you tell us yeah. about building an audience? So building an audience takes time and that's one of the things that I've been chief of staff at the ABC for, it feels like forever, but um, it's going on close to 10 years. And one of the things that we have to do at the ABC is uh, build an audience, but also find new audience. Okay. So it's about understanding who is consuming, if you've got a business, who is consuming your product and understanding your product and knowing why someone would want to invest the time and the money in your product. So I take those principles. I've actually got a background in marketing and advertising, would you believe? Ah, uh, yeah. Helpful. Uh, and um, under, so understanding the, the demographics of who you're talking to and how you're talking to them. You know, are they people that are, you know, a younger audience that are on TikTok are they a audience that are maybe they have children that are on TikTok or are they more of an audience that, um, you know, they like to read through the newspaper and get their information from the newspaper. So building an audience, again, is about understanding who they are and what motivates them and what drives them. Um, it's also understanding their economic and socioeconomic background. Uh, and it also is about understanding the platforms where they're getting their information from so if you are, if I was to create a podcast around, say, this is a great idea for real estate agents, by the way, about the little nooks and crannies of, say, Bendigo, where I live in um, Victoria for the moment, the nooks and crannies and the life that you could live in Bendigo and the schools and all that sort of stuff. I could do a podcast based on all the things that maybe would attract home buyers into the region. So People that are coming to Bendigo are double income, no kids. They're also um, double income, income with kids. So fairly sort of late 30s, early 40s. Um, if they're from a regional area, they'll be in their 20s, um, more likely when they get married and have children. Um, and we've also got a lot of uh, retirees that move up into this neck of the woods. So the audience for buying in this area is quite obvious so I'd craft my content around the audience and what they're interested in. So it's about understanding who those people are and what they're looking for in their local community or in their um, in their personal lives. And, and how do you do that? Like I've seen, um, I think on Instagram, there was a fox and giraffe cafe, like a small business in Bendigo. In Bendigo, yep. yep. I go. I actually bought my coffee from there this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Shout out to Fox and Giraffe. So um, do you do it like across all platforms or do you choose one and do that well? How do you approach your marketing? I think you choose one and do it really well. So um, there's quite a few businesses that have moved into Bendigo. So Fox and Giraffe, first off, they've got foot traffic where they are. So they've got a lot of cars that drive past uh, and they did a complete nutter refurbishment on the place it used to be an old deli and it was pretty crusty okay uh, they also have a good position because where they are there was no no cafes close by or anything else like that so they had really prominent signage which is great for marketing um they also have really well-known owners who around town have worked really well in the hospitality industry to build reputations so everyone in the hospo industry knew that they were moving there Um, And they do have a good social media presence and they have um, in that team, I think there's a few people that actually have taken control of the social media presence and made sure that they've built a personality around their brand. Okay. So they chose social media because they're aiming at a particular audience that are social media savvy um, and like to engage in that space. And if you look at Facebook, mainly it's people around my age in their 40s that are rusted on (laughs) rusted on Facebook users we've been on there since 2007 Sharon we're not moving anytime soon so I think it's uh, you pick one platform and you do it really well and you really understand your audience that are engaging with you and also you really um, work to engage that audience and it could be maybe it's not Facebook maybe it's newsletters who knows what it is but you if you know your audience then you know which platform works best yeah I like um Obviously, Jesus did a good job at building his audience because it's over 2,000 later, years later. It's not in the same geography. And there's, you know, a billion <laughs> people that are still sharing that message. So he just yeah. said, go into all the world and share the good news. So um, it was quite broad, but the beauty of it being quite broad is that it still applies today, right? Anything yeah. that in your world, whether that's just Bendigo or Tunisia or beyond Africa, um, you're just sharing the good news that you have, right? Yeah, and it's just, it's again, Jesus told timeless stories. Yeah. So the stories that disappear from our pages of history are stories that um, have like almost like a timestamp on them and they're also... um, when I say timestamp, they're only just relevant to that time. But then years later, historians look back and they go, well, there's a historical context there, but what's the lesson we can learn from it? And I think that's the same with Jesus, is that there's a lesson that we can learn from um, what Jesus said all those years ago. And that's why the message keeps on being repeated because it's relevant still to this modern day. And it's also... um, something that we can continue to relate to because as human beings, we're a bit silly sometimes, Sharon. We don't learn our lessons very well. So <laughs> that's why we keep going back because we keep on making the same silly mistakes, right? <laughs> I've noticed that. Like also when, when he was asked, you know, what is the greatest commandment, like which is, you know, the law with lawyers and Pharisees and law experts asking him, he said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbour as you love yourself. So he brought it just down to connection and love. Um, And I think no matter what 
the context is or what the time is, what the topic is. It's really about that that love and that connection, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And every day that we do a radio story where or a podcast story, it doesn't matter what it is, it's about how you connect your audience to that story, yeah. how you make that story relevant to the audience. And it's in podcasting, it's like using the words you language. Um, so how are you today? Um, I'm glad you could join me here on Sharon's podcast, um, Bible Hacks. You're with Sharon. You know, it's you, 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 you. You're only speaking to one person listening because one person's engaging because one person is taking the time to engage with your content. So um, it's the language you use and it's also how you introduce the topic. So make the the topic relevant to that one person that you're talking to. to, So think about the person you're talking to. That was the build a connection I was doing wrong. I was saying our entrepreneurs or our audience instead of just you. So yeah, you could say you as an entrepreneur or it's lovely to have you with me here. Da 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 da. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have loved hanging out with you today and getting all of your <laughs> great you. content. And I just want to say personally that you are such an inspiration to me because you are always trying new things, going to new places, meeting new people, and you have the courage to do that, even when you don't have all of the problems solved or all of the answers that you need, you still just step out and you just say to people, this is what I need, this is what I'm looking for, and you have that faith and that confidence that it's going to happen. And that's really inspiring for me, and I'm sure it's inspiring to you as you're listening um, to to just go for your dreams. So I'm sorry, we're out of time, Sian. Where can people get in touch with you? Uh, just look for me on LinkedIn and I'm more than happy to touch base or have a chat. Excellent. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Please go and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and you can join our community on facebook.com slash Bible Hacks, which is B-I-B-L-E-H-A-X. We would love for you to join us and also you'll be advised of the upcoming episodes so you never miss one. So thank you for joining us today.